Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, present a red, white, and blue edition of College Hockey West Live for July 3rd, 2022. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. I top golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Three locations in Arizona, seven in Colorado, four in Missouri. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive, and always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 180 Inn. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as part of the Ice Time Hockey IceW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you might be listening to us tonight on the ITHSW network and the Podbean app. This indeed is College Hockey West Live, a special red, white, and blue edition as we celebrate the uh, 4th of July tomorrow. Scott Strandy with you in a very cloudy, overcast, sometimes rainy, and uh, muggy day in Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from about 10 feet below sea level in on, oh, I almost did it, on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? I'm all right. Uh, uh, I, I just was wondering if you got the hot water back or, you know, whether or not. Uh... No, no, I did not. No, no, I did not, by the way. Uh, OK, um, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Um, sounds like it. You know, yeah, we not, uh, not too bad. Um, so anyway, going on here. Yeah, nice. Nice. None here. <laughs> At least not um, yet. Not yet. It's a little early, probably, but around here they started yeah. yesterday. Can't even. And, and, and being so, are they legal or illegal in New York? Uh, illegal. I know it doesn't matter, but technically, <laughs> technically they're illegal. Okay, just checking because that's the way they are here too. But that's uh, technically um, is different from what people tend to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and every year you hear the the stories, and it's just. Okay. Um, actually, if you don't know the Garucci Fireworks Company, 
is actually a Long Island company. Ah, oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> okay, so here we yeah, go. So. Um, I was thinking it's 4th of July. What should we do? We should, uh, we should do something um, having to do with USA. So lo and behold, Paul, right. just a few w- weeks ago, the, uh, the roster was uh, released, the full team USA camp roster for the upcoming World Junior Tournament, um, followed shortly thereafter by the game schedule. And um, we found out quickly there's going to be 60 players invited uh, just outside of Detroit to, uh, to go through camp uh, the end of this month. I think July 24th is the start date. And um, I believe 16 players uh, from the NCHC or, and two more from Arizona State were on that list. So I thought, why don't we discuss that tonight? Because that might be a fun topic. Um, well, I mean, sure. I mean, listen, there's lots of, of, uh, of, of things in, 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 in places we can go with this. Um, there are, I mean, there's actually another tournament before that. Uh, I haven't seen the roster for that yet either, but, um, you know, as we spoke with coach Mayotte, that was a Tuesday. Cause I lose track of, it was Tuesday. Yes. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, um, you know, he didn't tell us the, the uh, five nations was coming to Colorado Springs. Yeah, I building. He did not. Um, so shame on you, Chris Mayotte. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, oh yeah, I wasn't even. See, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking more the uh, Gretzky Holinka Cup, which I think is going to be in Edmonton. Uh, I believe it is. Uh, yeah. Well, not Edmonton, but Red Deer. Yeah, same uh, thing. <laughs> well, don't tell that. Unless I'm you're sh- talking to Shane Doe. Then it's um, the same thing. Yeah, don't be don't be saying that in front of any of the Sutter brothers either. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Red Deer, Alberta. Anyway. Yeah, so, um, so there's lots of international hockey coming up. Um, it's all over the place. Uh, hopefully most of this we'll have access to see. Um but as I said last, as I said Tuesday, I love the World Juniors being in August. Uh, I don't know if the coaches <laughs> like it. I don't know if the NHL likes it. I don't know. Um, college coaches might actually like it because if they did it in August every year, they wouldn't lose their players. Right, and they and they prep them for upcoming training camps in college, <laughs> so that that can't hurt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean. But I don't think they're going to change it anytime soon as far as what I've been told because, uh, like you said, the NHL with the draft and all that. So that that's where I want to start today, Paul, Well, they should is, listen uh, to me, though. Yeah, everybody should. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody does, that's for sure. Um, so I want to start with the goaltenders. There's five of them that have been invited to this camp. One of them we're getting to know uh, very well, and we'll get to know even more um, as the season goes on. Of course, that being Caden M. Emberico. 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 Yeah. There we go. Emberico, I, was pra- yeah. I was practicing that because I'm going to have to see that kid a lot this year. Um, anyway, uh, and yeah, Aspen, Colorado is his hometown. But here's the interesting part, Paul. 
all five of these goaltenders are draft eligible in 2022. Guess when that draft is, Paul? Oh, that would be Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So all five of these goaltenders are draft eligible, uh, which is kind of strange to me that they would have all these players. Two of them are currently with the uh, um, national team, the under-18 team. Um, Emberico uh, played with the Lincoln Stars of the USHL this year. Um, uh, Braden Holt played with uh, the Everett Silvertips of the WHL. And uh, Owen Flores played with the uh, London Knights of the Ontario Hockey League. So a variety of um, different levels, I guess, of competition that these guys have played um, with things getting back to normal. And uh, the other thing that's kind of uh, different here, Paul, is we have 6'2", 6'1", 5'11", 6'2", 6 feet. So no 6'5"ers. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, we've discussed this a bunch. Um, you, you have goalies going down almost instantly as the puck enters the offensive, you know, their zone. Uh, what the heck is the point? I, I know you can sit there and say, well, that's why they want 6'5 goalies. But... You give away your athleticism, your ability to move. Your you're giving away half the net. You know, uh, like I said, I know no one listens to me, but um, <laughs> but you keep saying it anyway. So I that's keep crazy. saying it anyway. But l- listen, you know, uh, everybody looked at me like I've been crazy for the last ten years when I have a baseball discussion <laughs> about Moneyball and analytics, and um, you know uh, that you know home run derby ball is boring as heck you know where that's the every player whether they're six five or five six is trying to hit the ball out of ballpark uh no um and you know the the athleticism counts for something i mean vasileski gets away with it but he's the best goalie in the world yeah yeah totally agree with you on that and and you know, not every and, and there not everybody's Andre Vasilevsky. Well, and and part of it, Paul, is he is six five or six six, whatever he is, but he's extremely athletic and probably the quickest and the most flexible of all the goaltenders in hockey, no matter what the size is. So, uh, he like you said, he well, right quote unquote anyway. gets away with it. He's right up there anyway. Um, yeah. Yep. You know. Um, by the way, there are. They are about the goalies are about a third of the guys out of the sixty that have, that are draft eligible this year. Yep. Uh, yep. So uh, there's even one kid, and we haven't gotten to the forwards yet. Um, that's well, before, a twenty-three draft eligible. I just was yeah, throwing that in there. So don't give that away yet. No, I'm, um, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> saying we're talking about so, the goalies and. So um, when you look at this list of goaltenders, I don't know a whole lot about anybody other than Emberico. Um, I guess I know a little bit about Braden Holt. Uh, but the other guys, Dylan Silverstein and and uh, Musilic, and uh, if that's how you say it, and Owen Flores, I really don't know much about. Have you had a chance to see anything 
about these guys. I know, obviously, um, that they're pretty talented if they're playing in the OHL, the WHL, and on the under-18 team. But um, who, who, if we handicap this from what we know, who do you think's got the upper hand here? I don't know. Um, (laughs) That's not the answer I was looking for. I know that's not the answer you're looking for, but... um, (laughs) You know, when I look at stuff trying to get ready for Thursday night or doing the NHL draft stuff, um, you know, there are not a lot of goalies that are expected to be drafted. And I don't know what that says, but, um, you know... um, those guys are guys that that could be drafted. You know, they're uh, they're eligible. We know well, that. No, no. Well, Silverstein and and Musilic for sure uh, are talked about. You know, are talking about being drafted. Um, you know, when, when you do a little bit of research, uh, Brendan is actually the top ranked North American goalie in the draft. Uh, according to NHL.com. And like I said, I'm trying to start to do the research. Uh, I obviously am uh, not spending a whole lot of time on the goalies yet because uh, none of them are really expected to be picked in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. So, I hear you. Um, you know, I'm trying to concentrate more on guys that could be picked in the first round. And there's a lot of them on this team. Just not yep. probably not the goalies. Yeah, um, I hear you. Well, I'm I'm throwing the, the, my hat in for for Caden. Of course I, I you are. Barico is. Of course Caden. you are. Um, the I watched him play in the under 18s two years ago. I thought he was really really good. I think he's gotten better with what I've seen from the Lincoln Stars. Um, obviously, Coach Mayotte is thrilled to have him coming on. What did he call him? A number one. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> what he called him. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's... So, so I think he's got a really good shot. And let's not forget, Chris Mayotte's going to be right there. Well, that's... Uh, helping with the evaluation process. So, well, you know, um, that can't it's... hurt his chances. It can't hurt. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I assume that he. I, I'm not sure what the years are because I can never get this straight. I mean, if you told me mites and and this, and I, I can never keep the years straight as to. Uh, are guys eligible to come back on this team or not? Um, you know, I, I, I don't see where, you know, there's anybody. First of all, none of these guys are returning from last year's, from the 2021 team that won the gold medal. Yep. Um, so it, it I, I think it'll probably be the biggest competition. Well, I, and I'm, I'm going to say because that because they don't because they don't know. I'm going to say though that because there's another tournament coming up in December, I'm going to say that they go with the two old threes, and that would end up being Braden Holt and Caden Embarico. Uh, if be. those two, if those two go, then there's a shot that the other um, other guys might get a shot for uh, the, uh, I guess the 22-23 team. Well, it um, makes sense. 
So that that's just my gut feeling as I look at it right now. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting on two parts that uh, a they weren't that big, um, and and I guess six two is bigger. They're all bigger than me. So right, wow. <laughs> but they're but they're not giants. They're not the six fivers. They're not uh, right. Uh, you know that type that so. So it's going to be interesting. And then the fact that they were all draft eligible and you so eloquently put the fact that um, not many of them, if any, are sele- uh, you know expected to be drafted high, if at all. Yeah, so, it's just, uh, hey, listen, very few goalies get drafted in the first round anymore. Yeah. Um, because because there, there's so much development in, in goaltenders. And, you know, you got to be a standout um, right. I mean, to, just, to do you know, that, but... If anything, maybe there's unless you have guys that are off the charts, right? I mean, completely off the charts. There's so much better, and teams consider you a quote franchise goalie. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's not going to be. You're just not going to get a lot of those guys picked in the first round. Um, okay. So, so let's do this. Let's jump over to the defenseman. Um, and then after the defenseman kind of recap, we'll take a break and we'll come back and get after these 35 forwards that are out there and talk a little bit about the coaching staff and the upcoming schedule. So um, when you look at the defenseman, the ones that jump out to me, Paul, obviously are the ones that I've seen. Um, uh, Luke Hughes, clearly. Oh, this is uh, Wyatt Kaiser, Connor Kelly, Tyler Clevin. Middlestead, uh, Scott Morrow, and uh, Ty Murchison, um, Jack Pert. I mean, there, there's just a ton of talent on defense. And I haven't mentioned the two Denver Pioneers, who I think wow. will both make the team this year. Wow. Sean Barron made it last year, got COVID, couldn't go. Shai Booyam was one of the last cuts last year. So uh, I, I think they both make the roster, to be honest with you. To be honest with you, I'd be shocked if – those guys were not the number one D pair. If they play them together, you mean? Well, if they're on the team, they. Why would you not play teammates together? Don't they? Why? That's an easy. That's an easy match. It, well, it is because they're teammates, but right. you, you don't know their styles for sure. Uh, it's a familiarity um, thing, and they're um, and they're both lefts, which would be another yeah, reason that to might separate be, them. Um, that's true too. Um, there's a lot of really good, I mean, guys you would not hesitate uh, to 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 be uh, to take them from your. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm looking and um, and I, and I'm looking at guys and if you're gonna do the whole right left thing, I get that. Uh, you know, Ryan Ufko out of UMass. Um, uh, and as we go, as you go up the list, uh, Brett Johnson out of North Dakota. Uh, if we're going to mix them up on the left, because there are obviously not a lot of right defensemen. And Brock Faber from that other Maroon Gold team. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know he's got some some experience. He was one of the he was on that 2021 team that won gold. Yep. So that is definitely going to be a big factor. Um. I, I think those guys will get the edge uh, in terms of 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 who has an advantage uh, when you when you look at it. 
Um, you know, as far as the guys on the other side, it'd be really hard not to take those two guys from Denver. You know, be really, yeah, the really national hard. champion. <laughs> well, beyond that, I mean, just really hard to not. To, I, like I said, I don't know how many guys are going to carry either. I don't know, so, but what I, a, what I can tell you, there are a couple of locks, right? Uh, Brock Faber, I think we can say, is a lock. He's pretty much Luke a lock. Hughes, I can say, is a lock. And, and uh, Tyler Luke Clevin. too, and Tyler Clevin. Yeah, so there you got four right there, which means yeah, there's going to so, be a battle. And again, um, you could look at a kid like Ty Murchison. Is, is this Ty's opportunity to, uh, to crack it? Well, um, here's the question I ask. Is he eligible to play again in December? Uh, I don't believe so. Maybe do not believe be... so. He's, he's uh, February 03, so I don't know what that tells us. but um, We know he's a really good player. Um, well, he spent time in the development program development as well. Program, right. Um, and you look at a guy like Jack Pert um, from St. Cloud. You know, and as you said, the lefty-righty thing is probably going to be a factor at some point. And there yeah, are not, not a lot of right-handed D on this list. No, there are not. There are not. And um, so if you're, if you're a left-handed defenseman, that probably works against you uh, if you're not one of those quote-unquote locks. If you're not Luke Hughes is a lock, left-handed defenseman, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Tyler Clevin, left-handed defenseman, probably a lock. Yep. Uh, who was the well, other guys? I, I, um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Barron is a lock because he made the team last year. Yeah. He, so he didn't get worse. Trust um, me. <laughs> you know, those are the guys that are left-handed and that's what three. Yeah. I think you go with probably four lefties and you know what? Three. Maybe well, probably four righties. You probably go four, four three. Yeah, you probably go eight. You probably go four um, pairs. So now, if you're the right-handed defenseman, you're talking about Brock Faber being a lock. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's the oldest guy in the team. Well, yeah. Um, and as far now, as clear, clear this up. And with he might me. be the captain, uh, by the way. But that's oh yeah, yeah, more than likely. Um, Brent Johnson is a kid that was committed at one time to Arizona State. Um, yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, a Dallas, Texas kid, by the way. Yeah, a a kid that um, I don't know was he no, was, he, was he on the top pair by the time by the end of the season up at North Dakota? He was definitely uh, getting a lot of minutes. He was getting close. I don't think he made the top pair, but I think he was okay. the second pair. So when you he's look a at talented the, player, when you look at the right-handed defensemen that are available, okay, uh, like I said, there's not as many. You know, there's uh, nine of them completely. Um, and like I said, if guys are, are you know, have can go back in December, I don't know if there's going to be a factor or not. You wouldn't think so, at least not consciously. No, they're, they're trying to put together the best team to win both of them. <laughs> but the other kid that, that I've heard a lot about is in a right-hander is Scott Morrow. I think they really like Scott Morrow from the University of Massachusetts and, um, you know, high draft pick by Carolina, second rounder. Uh, there's some guys here that were, were pretty high draft picks. And I'm talking about uh, Shai Booyam went to yeah, Detroit yeah. in the second round. 
Yeah. Uh, Sean Barron went to Colorado in the second round. Um, of course, uh, Brock Faber uh, was drafted as well by the Kings in the second round. So there's some there's some guys that are, uh, and of course Luke Hughes is the first rounder. So. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, and we don't know how many some of these guys will get drafted in the first round Thursday, but um, right now, you know, I'm, I'm I gotta get behind my guy Ryan Ufko. He's from Smithtown. It's about 20 minutes from here, so we yeah, gotta okay. get behind him. Just, you know, I mean, besides the fact, obviously, uh, you know, we'll be rooting for Ty. But, uh, you know, I think the odds are against them. Um, just based on, I mean, this is, you know, just on the guys that we think are locks. Right, right. So, it's and, gonna, some of these guys that are on the bubble, Paul, are going to have to really show it. Um, right. Because, like I said, the, 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 roster has, the roster has 20 defensemen, and eight of the 20 are right-handed. So that, yeah. already, that automatically puts the lefties in, in a box. Yep. Yep. Okay. It makes and, things and, a lot tougher. Right. And we and didn't we, talk about Luke Middlestead as well. Who? Well, uh, I brought him up quickly, but um, that's why I said I, I think he's I think he's probably the fourth left-handed defenseman in this group, and that's not a knock on anybody else, but, you know, I mean, holy smokes. He's probably going to be a first-round pick too. Yep, probably is. So um, so, so that kind of breaks down the, uh, the defensive core. I look at it, Paul, and I think that – that that's whoever they go with is going to be probably um, I'm not going to say the strongest area because I think this offensive group is just unbelievable. But if you've got solid defense, that, that takes a lot of pressure off the two goaltenders that or three goaltenders, whatever they go with. Um, that takes a lot of pressure off of them. If you've got solid decor, right? Yeah. I just, um, you know, the, 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 the goalies and the defensemen, in these tournaments have an advantage over the forwards because when you look at it and we kind of brought this up a little bit with Chris Mayotte um, when he was talking about uh, Hunter McNown, all right. Um, the defensemen on these teams are used to playing in all situations. They may not necessarily be used to playing in a third pair, But most of these guys are on the power play. Most of these guys kill penalties. Because these are all ones and twos on their own teams. Right. Yep. Uh, you know. Um, so they there's not a the, – the biggest adjustment that those guys will have to make, obviously, um, is adjusting to who they play with. And guys seem to make that adjustment pretty quickly because most of these guys are going to be fundamentally sound. They're going to be in the well, right positions. They're, they're, they're not going to be wild cards in terms of, of what they're doing. Not only that, Paul, but a lot of these guys have played with each other in the past, growing up at different levels in the national program. Um, a lot of these guys, if they haven't been in the national program, have had shots at it because – that's where this group comes from for the most part, right? I mean, they look at guys that they're familiar with and guys that they've seen play and perform. And again, I'll bring it up. This is a, a really odd situation that, right. that we lost. The tournament was canceled uh, last December. 
and and now we get it in August. So it's going to be interesting. And you get a guy like, well, you get two guys. I'm just going to use Sean Barons and Shai Buyam as examples. But um, had they had had they played last December, there would have been a ton of experience that they had not gotten yet. Yeah. Now they had a chance to play through postseason, one well, and done, and won a that national helps. tournament. So that definitely has to help them out right. as they as they try to make this roster. That's why I think somehow, some way, both of them are going to get on the roster just because of that experience. And I told you that this year that um, I saw Coach Carl use Shai Booyam more and more and more down the stretch in every situation. He had him on the power play, he had him penalty killing. Uh, he gave him shifts with the top line. He gave no, him I shifts get that. with the fourth line. I, so, I totally understand that. Yeah, so I, I just think that because this is such a unique year um, and because there is another tournament coming up in December, they may look at guys and go like, okay, well, you can't come back in December or, you know, whatever, and uh, you make the roster that way. So, well, it's, okay, it's, let's I'm do this. I'm not saying it's not possible. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm saying subconsciously it might be a factor. Oh, yeah. I, I would say it would almost have to be. But Not let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we got to go through this group of 35 forwards. And then we got to uh, talk a little bit about when this is going to be played. And I want to quickly touch on uh, the Five Nations, too, being it's right down the street from me here in Colorado Springs. So we'll be back in uh, just a few minutes. And behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. 
Really, JR? You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. It's our Sunday night staple. It's the show that we normally have reactions to games that have been played over the past weekend. That will resume very soon uh, once the uh, season gets underway. And what a season it's going to be. I can already feel, Paul, that this is going to be a great, great season. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. And um, we went through the goaltenders. We went through the defensemen of the uh, Team USA evaluation camp for the World Junior Tournament. Which again, folks, if you've been under a rock or have not been paying attention, will be played in Edmonton slash Red Deer um, in August of this year because it was postponed or canceled. Postponed, I guess, is the correct word. Um, after uh, yeah, I, I that think ugly, some of these games will, that ugly COVID thing. Yeah, I think some of these games will be in Edmonton too. It's not like the yeah. Didn't I say that Edmonton and Red Deer? Um, yeah, you could, you could have. I don't know. Yeah, I did. I you just weren't listening. But that's well, not never, that's well, not that's anything not unusual. That's not <laughs> okay, so we talked about the defensemen. We talked about the goaltenders. That eliminated 25 players, which means there are 35 left. And as I uh, told you before the break, um, I really think this forward group might be one of the best Team USA has had to choose from in a long time. I mean, there are some kids here that I've actually seen play. Uh, there are some kids here that I've heard about. And uh, there's some kids here that I've actually seen in-person play. So right. um, I don't even know where we start. I guess... Uh, well, here's here's the, the one bit of difference, right? None of these guys are very fewer, much fewer numbers of forwards uh, have been in this stage, so to speak. Uh, before you have a few guys that have uh, w- whether they played on the 21 team or played on the uh, Olympic team because there's a couple guys here that played on the Olympic team uh, because the NHLers didn't go and uh, you know so those guys probably have a sledge on some of these other guys who are just I mean this list is if you don't see most of these guys taken uh, that are quote unquote draft eligible this year, if you don't see these guys taken before the second round, there's something went wrong. Yep. Um, so let's start right at the very top. Logan Cooley, I think, is uh, is maybe the best player on this roster. He might be the number one overall pick from what I'm hearing. Well, 
I, I, I would imagine the Canadians fans would probably revolt <laughs> if they took Logan Cooley. Yeah, probably. Um, not because he can't play. Just, A, they've been hearing about Shane Wright for five years now. Yeah. Or it seems yeah. that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's, um, you know, and, and he's been the quote-unquote consensus number one pick in all of this from day one. Um, so... Um, if he's not taken first overall, considering he's been considered the number one pick all along, I, I think it would be a major, major upset. And that's not saying anything against any of these other guys. Okay, so let me ask you this. Any chance that the only guy that's played his last team in the NHL, Thomas Bordalo, does not make this roster? Oh no, no, he's on this roster. No, 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 no. Yeah. There, there are there, there, there listen. Um, just based on uh, experiences, Brett Berard is on this team. Yes. Yep. You know, I totally and, agree and, with you on that too. You know, not only did he play on the 2021 team, his head coach is the head coach, and you know he'll he'll wear a letter. Um, Thomas Bordalo. Will will definitely be on this team. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's already played in the NHL, and yep, good good for San Jose for letting him play in this tournament. How uh, how about Matthew Nice, the Phoenix Arizona product? Oh no, yeah, he's gonna yeah. be on this team. He's gonna he be played on, on the Olympic team. So on the Olympic he's team, gonna, he's gonna be on. He's this gonna team. make this roster as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. When I go down this list, um, and and I look at guys, um, and I look at. Uh, uh, like a Red Savage, I think he's got a real shot. I think Jimmy Snuggerud, who's going to be a star at the University of Minnesota this year, um, is is going to have a really good shot. I think uh, Carter Mazur, and I also think Jack Devine, both players who, again, got that extra half a year of seasoning. Carter Mazur was on the last team um, and did actually go to Edmonton slash Red Deer. Uh, and was sent home <laughs> like everybody else. But yeah. So I think Carter Mazur and I think Jack Devine both have really good shots at making this roster. But um, uh, well, let's other... let's 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 look at this as objectively as we can. Okay. Uh, Landis Slaggart was on the 2021 team. I can't imagine a scenario where he's not playing on this team for right. out of Notre Dame. Okay. Yep. Brett Berard can't imagine a scenario where he's not on this team. Uh, Thomas Bordalo. I can't imagine a scenario where he's not on this team. Now, some of these guys might have to move from center to wing or vice versa, but I can't imagine those guys not being on this team. Uh, and Matthew Nyes, of course, having played in the Olympic team, I can't really imagine him not being on this team either. Those guys also, by the way, are all left-handed. Boy, that <laughs> that left-handed group is something else. But let me ask you a couple of names here. Uh, we talked about um, Hunter McCown, uh, the Colorado College kid uh, that's getting his shot. Um, does he have a shot? 
I know that Coach Mayotte said he was working on some things because he thinks his only shot is to be versatile. Does well, he have a shot I know, realistically, I know. I, Paul? I, I, see, this is what we were talking about with 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 the uh, adapting to your situation where the guys playing forward are going to have to adapt to more different situations than the guys playing defense. And let me ask you this also. For example, for example, I, 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 you know, the guy, I didn't watch much of the development team because, you know, we're too busy watching, you know, at the NCAA games and things. Um, So we don't know how many of these guys were killing penalties. We don't know how many of these guys were in four on four situations. Okay. Um, we don't know who the big face-off guys are. I mean, uh, you know, if I'm thinking of this, I'm sure the coaches have. But I got to make sure I have a guy on this team that when I have a big defensive zone draw late in the third period, I got to have this guy on the ice. And yeah, I don't know who that guy I, is. Um, you know, I don't. I know. I'm not smart we'll, enough. We'll or find enough out. Research. <laughs> um, let okay. me let me throw this out there. Um, there's a couple of names that I want to go through real quickly. I've heard an. And awful by the way, hold on. Scott- and by the way, hold on. Because only because you mentioned his name, there are a lot of people who think that Logan Cooley could be the best player in this draft, even if he's not the number one pick. Yeah. Yep. Totally. I, I, you know, in the research totally that agree. I've done, in the research that I've done, trying to get ready uh, as best I can, um, there are there are several places where I've seen that people think he could be the best player overall in this draft, and by the time it's over. Yeah, so, could he end up number three with the Arizona Coyotes? So we'll go on. We're not going down that road. <laughs> okay. Well, could. Why couldn't uh, I'm just joking. Oh. Um, so I've heard an awful lot about this Scottsdale kid named Cutter Gauthier, uh, 6'3", 201, um, playing with the uh, under-18 U.S. national team, draft eligible this year. And from what I've been told by three, four, maybe five different people that his name has come up in conversation have told me that don't be surprised if this kid jumps up the draft board because of his size and his skill level, and he's a Scottsdale, Arizona kid. Well, well he's playing that... with the team, the national team, but so, so keep that name out there. I think he's got a shot. The other one I well, wanted to bring up, Paul was he's well, you, you, I don't have to say anything, but you know, uh, if you want, if you don't want me to, have you heard anything about Cutter though? Well, he could be a, he could be a top ten pick for sure. Um, uh, you know, he might be the quote unquote uh, prototypical power forward that comes out of this draft. You know, and he's right wing, or he's I'm sorry, he's left wing. So that I mean, that, I mean, not that that matters, but because my boy Andrews Lee is a left wing, you know, he gets a lot of power play goals. <laughs> um, gotta get gotta get that island of reference in there somewhere. Um, well, 
I was mentioning the guys from Denver that had a chance to play all the way to the very last game of the college hockey season and the amount of experience that they're going to bring. But there's another guy that had a really good season at Arizona State. I was surprised that strictly because of his size and the fact that he was uh, um, pretty well looked at at the camp last year, last summer, Josh Doan. Does Josh have a shot this year with his ability to put the puck in the net and be in a big physical body like he is? Um, does he have a shot? Sure he does. Or, um, or are the numbers stacked against him, though, with, well, with the roster right now? Because there's everybody on this on this evalu- evaluation roster could make the team. They're all quality oh, players. There's no question you gotta, about it. you got to narrow it down. And, and well, is Josh one of those guys that maybe gets a second chance? Well, here say? we go. Here we go again. Uh, right. Um, it's a little more balanced up front. But the four guys that we've pretty much talked about as being locks are lefties. Yep. And Josh is a righty. So is Jack Devine. Okay. So is Jack Devine. Um you know, Matt Carnado, New York kid. Um, you know, I got to throw that in there. Uh, right-handed kid. Um, I'm going to give you two more right-handers. Um, Jackson Blake. Yeah. It is going to he... be a very, very interesting uh, choice here. Um, he, he's going to go to the next one. He's not going to this one, but he, well, he is might... a player and and i'm just i i want to watch to see if he plays anything like his father oh he's he's gonna because, be better than his father well he, his skill level right now paul is off the charts i saw him play uh at at chicago when i was there well and, no my uh, point being is uh um, he's just does he skate like his father better okay because because his father was pretty damn fast yep he's better um, and he's got better yeah. hands. So well, go say that to to, uh, <laughs> to Jason Blake. <laughs> well, listen, you're not gonna, I'm, gonna listen, shoot Jason Blake's season. got one of the biggest goals in Islander history. So I got another one in. Um, and, so. and the other one, Blake Biondi, uh, I watched him play and mature uh, with the University of Minnesota Duluth this year. And at, by the time they got to the, uh, the West Regional, Blake Biondi might have been one of their top three forwards. Uh, listen, I'm not, you know, like I said, this, this list is, is insane. I don't know what the other lists are in terms of, of, in terms of who and what's been drafted, but there's just so many, I mean, this, there's 35 guys. What, and if, what if, if they take 15 forwards, you got to cut 20 of these guys. And we already know they're not cutting four of them. So that brings it down to 30, you know, 16, uh, 12 spots, basically. And, and we haven't or, talked or about 11 Sasha, spots for, for Mackie. Yep. Mackie. I mean, just. And once and, again, uh, I, I think some of Red, this might. The three greatest names on the team. <laughs> uh, Mackie, Samuskevich. Let's get it right. Um no, I said Sasha, Mackie, and Ray. I know because you were trying to avoid saying you were trying to avoid saying the last names. Um, no, I love their first names. Find me three more: Sasha, Mackie, and Red. 
that you that know, play I anywhere mean, in hockey. Well, listen, if they were named Carter, <laughs> they'd be at Denver, but um, exactly. Uh, exactly. Guys, I love Bill Street. And and they're, Jimmy Snuggerud again. He he's gonna he's probably gonna have a really good shot. He's six two one eighty five. I mean, and Charlie Strammel probably will not make this not team, but this he's six three two sixteen. That's a big for, boy in the World Juniors. Well, he's the one guy that's not eligible to be drafted this year. He's a twenty three eligible, but look for him yeah. on the December team. Yep. Yep. Look for him on the um, December team. What about um, Chad there's just so many. There's just so many guys, though. I mean, um, you know, you'll. You, I mean, it's just it is unbelievable. But but Chaz um, Lucius Paul was a Winnipeg first rounder, 18th overall. Well, he's got to make this roster, doesn't he? Uh, who knows? Uh, Tyler Boucher was a number one pick. Does he make the roster? Um, Matt Coronado was a number one pick. Does he make a roster? Uh, you know, I, I, there's lots of second round picks in here too. I mean, man, it's it's just uh, it, it's just so unbelievably top uh-huh. heavy. You know, on the forward, like said, and the, it's just—it's it, yeah. almost just a, a. I don't even know what to say. It, It's—I would not want to be any of these coaches, and I don't know how they're going to separate them, but I'm sure they will. I know they will, um, but it's going to be interesting. The competition level—I really hope I can get up there to see that because I think this might be the best uh, evaluation camp uh, in years for um, Team USA. There's just so much raw talent. Like I said. You know, this is where guys are going to have to. You, I, I, I bet you, I would be shocked um, if they're not doing a lot of specialty situations in their training camp. Because, like, just said, to see who is more rounded. You mean? Yeah, because. Um, like I said, the defensemen, all these guys are power play players, are all under the power play, or or I'm sure that they all are. Um, um, they almost all kill penalties. And they, they, they've been in all the situations. Most of these guys are forward, you know, are top two line forwards. A lot of them have power play time. But... Like I said, how many of these guys kill penalties? Yeah, we'll find who, out. Who are the faceoff guys? Okay. Well, we know um, who's dropping you, the you, puck for the camp in faceoffs. Well, do you do you do you take <laughs> do you, do you, do you have to get it? And they probably do. But do you have you have to find? Do you find right dot and left dot faceoff guys, or do you just go? Oh, hold on. Hold on a minute. Let me ask the guy that's evaluating that, Chris Mayotte. He's the one who'll be dropping the pucks. Chris, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Anyway. I just, but that's what you're. Yeah, I hear you. That's what you're looking at, and that's what's going to have to separate because you can't just look at so and so's head and shoulders ahead of everybody else because no, they're because they just aren't. You know, and and first of all, to be good enough to get invited to this camp is 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 darn good in the first place. Okay. 
Well, what um, this tells you, Paul, is what we've been talking about for the last two years is that this this group of college hockey players right now are are probably as good as they've ever been, and that's uh, you can see that with the guys that are making the jump to the AHL and the NHL when they leave uh, college. You can see the guys that um, were just dominant at the level before. There, there, there used to be a few that were dominant, but now it's like every team has them. And I think that's going to be the big difference. Okay, so we could go on and on about the roster, but let's talk right. about the schedule. Um, this new schedule, instead of December, January, is August 9th through the 20th. Same site, Edmonton slash Red Deer, Alberta. This is Team USA schedule. You tell me what you think of this. Um, they're going to open up in the preliminary round on August 9th against Germany. Then they get Switzerland. Then they get Austria. Then they get Sweden. You like that? Can they handle that group? Uh, well, they can handle it. I, I, I think they probably have the easier of the two groups. Yeah, and I'm that's not what I was knocking, getting at. I'm, I'm not knocking the Germans, and I'm not knocking the Swiss uh, because their programs have come up leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds in the last 10 years. Yeah, just ask yeah. Nico Sturm. Well, yeah, there's more than just, but I mean, I know. you know, these, um, you know, when you used to play these teams in the past, it was just a matter of by how much. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, and, you know, and I'm not trying to knock the Austrian programs because, you know, they're, they're good enough to be in this situation. Um, but obviously the, the, the big game in that round Robin section here, and that would be the danger of playing Austria before the U S plays Sweden. And that I, 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 most people would probably admit to thinking that will be for first place in the group after the round Robin. Yep. Totally agree with you. That means now, that the other it, group has the Canadians and the Russians in it. Well, um, are the Russians in it? Uh, that's a good question. I guess I should have looked first, but I assume uh, they are. And but... I'm not. And I'm not trying to listen. Uh, who knows with right? You know, yeah, with the political situation, who knows? Is right. Correct. Um, um, we'll take a quick look here. So anyway, um, but, while you're doing that, I'll tell you that the quarterfinals are August 17th. The semifinals are August 19th. The uh, bronze and gold medal games will be played on August 20th. And um, then they'll uh, they'll go back to their respective teams and they'll get prepared to play again in, the, in December. <laughs> uh, Some of them. All, first of all, <laughs> yeah, well, um, first of all, you get the, so the other group will be the Czechs. The Slovakians, the Finnans, and the Canadians. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, there's your, I mean, for lack of a better term, in, in, in soccer, they would call that the quote-unquote group of death. Right. If you had a, a, a uh, I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, God, I hate some of these. Some of these crazy 
some of these websites make things way too complicated. Way too complicated. Um, but, um, yeah, so, um, actually, I think it might even be, I'm just, I wish, can we just have a standings page? Jeez. <laughs> well, um, while you're doing that, I will also get this in that we mentioned the uh, five nations tournament, August 9th to the 13th. So the first start of the uh, world juniors, there'll also be a five nations tournament going on at Colorado Springs. I have already put in uh, my request for a media credential. These are the under 17s from right. the five nations. Um, and um, we'll get a chance to see USA um, under 17s, which are, again, a group of really, really talented oh, players. I, I don't want to leave uh, out the Latvians, by the way, in the World Juniors. I don't want to leave them out. Yeah, good. Thank okay. you. So I'm glad you caught us. that. So anyway, the, uh, the uh, Five Nations then um, will get underway on August 9th, and they're going to be played at Ed Robeson Arena. So kudos to Colorado College for landing that. That's a pretty big step, and I would hope that uh, – in the years to come, Arizona State puts in a bid um, to try to get one of these national events, too. I think that can do nothing but, but help you. And I'm sure even though Chris Mayotte will be gone during this time, uh, I'm sure his assistants are going to oh, be yeah. there oh, and uh, sure pay close uh, attention to these under-17s. I'm sure that those guys are going to be there. Um, uh, and and I'm going to have to get there early and see if I can um, – fight the old goaltender for um, for some swag at the NCHC offices. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm sure that uh, Mark Stewart and Peter Menino will be taking notes of every game. Yeah, Peter, that I, was I a shot at you. I, I wasn't going to say your name, but Paul brought it up. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be challenging you for the uh, the first guy into the closet at the NCHC room to see what we can pull out of there. And, 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 and I'm just going to say this. Uh, since we've been talking about the world juniors and these guys at the, you know, national team development program, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I have right now, uh, the, the list, at least a, 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 I don't know. It's not a list, but whatever the heck the math term is. Um, when, you know, with the, the amount of players drafted year by year, uh, from the U S uh, right. Right. And, and I'm sure that uh, if I can get to the, the the development team program didn't really start until, um, you know, their, their the first year they had players drafted was 1999. So, um, you know, in, in the first the first player that was taken from the development team was the first round, uh, Dave Tanavi was taken in mm -hmm. the first round late uh, by the Carolina Panthers. Um, and he was the first, basically, development team player taken. So, um, but more to the point, um, as you look here at the U.S. players drafted in the 70s, forget about college players. We're not even talking about college players. U.S. players. Okay. Um very interesting if you and 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 this will you know say something here as we know how it ended up right in 1968 two out of 24 players drafted that year were american players yep right 
and you get four out of 84 in 1969. And you kind of go off the chart. It's all about the same thing and you, the same percentages, five to 8%. And, and you look here in 1974, um, 40 out of 247 players, almost 16%. 75, 43 uh, out of 217, 20%. Uh, in 1976, uh, 17%, 77, and 78. Once again, a full 20%. Um, any idea of who some of those guys were that were drafted oh. in 1977 and 1978? Yeah, sure do. Sure think, no think they might have played a few games that were uh, big in time? Yep. And then you just look at it, and it really almost never gets below – 15 or 20 percent uh you have the odd year where there's not a lot of u.s players taken um like for example 1995 there's only seven percent of the players drafted were american players uh, you know uh, well i think that's I think kind it tells of the you a couple of things the rule right yeah I, and i think it tells you a couple of things a guy by the name of herb brooks really oh burst onto the scene and, oh, yeah. and gave uh, gave American hockey fans um, something to cheer about. And, uh, you know, growing up in that era, I, I knew her, her Brooks was the guy that, that changed things, um, you know, in the seventies, uh, in the eighties, into the nineties, he brought it to the professional level, didn't quite have the success that he had wow. obviously in, in Olympic hockey or college hockey, but um, was definitely a good hockey player. And, of course, uh, tragically killed in that car crash that right. left us way too early. Um, way too early. So you have, you have that, but then you also have the rise of USA Hockey and the camps and the team development programs. Right. And, uh, I mean, they just run camps year-round. And uh, that has to help improve players to the point where they're ready um, – to be drafted by NHL teams. Well, just look, you know, if you continue to go year by year for the development program, you know, the number after a while gets to go off the charts, right? Um, I'm trying to figure what was the year they had all those first round picks. Uh, wasn't that long ago. Um, uh, here in 2012, they had, they had four, Right. Um, 2013, they had a couple. 2014, they had three number one picks. Um, 2015, they had one, two, three, four, five number one picks. So th these guys are not, they're, they're not just dishing out average players here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight number one picks in 2016. Um, you know, that's, that's a, a quarter of, of, of the first round. Yep. And they're very proud of one Austin Matthews this year. <laughs> uh, the national program is, is definitely riding on his laurels for sure. Um, you know, and, and another eight in 2019. So, I mean, you know. It is what it's it is, as working. they say, Paul. They are they're moving up the ladder. The Americans are uh, are taking a rightful working. spot and getting the chance. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'll remind everybody that if uh, if you go to Team USA, 
www.usahockey.com uh, and look for Five Nations. You can find out more on ticket information and all of that good stuff. Um, if you're a Colorado fan, and I don't know why you wouldn't be right now, get down to see Ed Robeson Arena and see some of the best under-17s. Uh, that's my plug for that. Uh, when you're there, say hello to uh, Mark Stewart and Peter Menino because they'll be running around like crazy, no doubt. Um, and you know what? You. You, even stop by and say hello to me if you see me. So um, we'll look forward to that. Uh, the other thing that uh, that I think we need to, uh, to mention uh, going into this is the uh, summer of strength is going to start next week for us. We're going to really? start talking to uh, we're going to start talking to strength and conditioning coaches on our program. Okay. So I am starting to build, yeah, starting to build a list of uh, uh, strength and conditioning coaches who will be appearing on our shows, and it'll be fun because we already got people. Uh, from the ACHA that want to be a part of this as well on Wednesday nights with Stephen and myself. And the final thing I'll say before we say goodnight is uh, big day on uh, July 7th, Thursday night. It's um, most people go, it's the NHL draft. No, it's not. It's the debut of Pro Hockey West Report, and it will be live. Normally it'll be recorded, but this one will be live. Uh, Nick Maxson, myself, Stephen Marsh, and of course, the one and only Paul Hornstein will be joining us from Albany, New York. Albany, 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 New York, uh, as we start and uh, introduce you to the new Thursday night staple, the video show on the YouTube channel. So if you haven't subscribed to Pro Hockey West Report on YouTube, go ahead and get that done so you're prepared to uh, to join us uh, on our debut, July 7th. Does that, looking does that mean I have to, to shave? Uh, yeah, you got to be. You're on TV now. <laughs> it, Paul will be the one with the bag over his head, folks. If you're wondering, no, mine, mine will be the one whose camera is not working. <laughs> oh yeah, good one. Nice try. <laughs> nice try. I got to okay, figure out what to do so, though, because I mean, I either have to chase my son out of the hotel room or something. I don't know. I got to figure that out. Uh, he, he'll figure it out. He'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Take it away, my friend. We'll say goodnight with another edition of College Hockey West Live. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, Whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style, available at all Legion Stadium events, and of course at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel, Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith 
and our state-of-the-art campus, see us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will uh, remind everybody that tomorrow we will uh, celebrate the 4th of July with everybody else. We're not going to drag any guests in. We're not going to tell you to come and listen to us because it's much more important that you spend time with family and enjoy the 4th of July. Paul and I will be back Tuesday night. We will have a special guest. We will make that announcement on Tuesday. And uh, we'll be back talking college hockey with you. Of course, Wednesday night, Stephen Marshall, myself, will be back with the Great West College Hockey Podcast. And, of course, Thursday night, we have the debut on the YouTube channel. What's that? Do we have the guest for Wednesday night yet? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Anyway. anyway, uh, So we will, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to all of it. Uh, one final reminder, uh, if you live in Colorado and you have a business and you want to become a partner, you have now less than a month to uh, reach out to me and have me go show you everything that we have and take advantage of a very special 50% off discount on our corporate partnerships. So we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro, and see you all Tuesday night. Good night, everybody. Good night.